feeling is weird. All right. So, everybody, welcome to my show. I hope y'all can hear us well because equipment, but here we are. Um, We had to re-record this episode, but I'm okay with it because technology. But everybody, welcome to the show, my mom. Hey. She looking at me like I'm crazy. (laughs) As always. But this is how you do it. Okay. This is how they taught me in school how to do it. Okay. So I All just right. want you to know that the money you spent on my education didn't was go well in vain. Was well worth it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> the money you spent on my education didn't go in vain. So I wanted to bring my mom on a show. Um, we did record this episode already, but I didn't like how it came out. It was real echoey, so we're going to try to do it again. But this episode is a follow-up episode from the pilot episode Letting everybody know, like, how we got to this point of even having a 10 years something to look back on. Because I thought about that, too, after we recorded it. That it's, it's giving it context to yeah. the 10 years. Yeah. And the story has to be told for people to understand the whole journey and why I've been on it. So, another thing I wanted to point out, which I feel like is vital to this thing. My mom is a mom to many Okay. <laughs> she is a mom to many. And I actually feel like that many is not even an adequate like word to use. Like I wish I could give it a number because it's ridiculous on how many people she's a mom to. But it's okay. This show is about me. Her <laughs> her oldest. But she's a mom of many. Um I didn't give him background or nothing. This me, my sister, and my brother. Yes. Um, and we are all grown now. Yes. Uh, two of us have degrees. Yes. Um, one is still trying to figure out what he want to do with his life, but you know, prayer. Um, please pray for me. <laughs> it's harder with the boys, it seems like, but Ooh. you know. So that she's a mom. She's a working mom. Um, she just be out here doing what she has to do, you know, in this world we call life. But that's pretty much her. My mom is, she really don't, you know. I don't do nothing. Yeah, she don't do nothing. Like, she work and she go home. Like, that's it. And, you know, she took care of her kids. And that was pretty much it. That's it. So, if we back it up to 10 years, which we talked about, this whole thing didn't start in 2012, technically. And I put big air quotes around that. No. It did not. I put big air quotes. It actually started in 2005. True. If we want to really go there. And I thought about going there when we first recorded it. And I was like, no, I ain't going to say nothing. But then I was like, you know what? This is not going to be that type of show. I'm not going to hold back. Yeah. So, y'all, in 2005, um, and a lot of... A lot of people don't know because I I went to school and I I was trying to hide it as much as I could because I don't... I don't like people like asking me questions and stuff like that. But in I graduated in 2005. And I, I guess you would say I had to stay home instead of really going away for school my freshman year like everybody was doing. Yes. I had to stay home because I had kidney issues. Like my senior year in high school, we didn't 
know off bat until I was getting my prom dress made. Yeah, and that's how we found out. And that's out how we found out that it was like even something wrong. The seamstress was like, hey girl, so you like expanded another like five to six inches in a matter of like two months. Like what is going on? And yeah. she had to recut my whole dress. Yeah. From the first measurements, and we had no idea, like, why. What was going yeah, on. Yeah, like, what was at going all. on at all. So, went to the doctor, come to find out I had kidney issues. They put me in the hospital yeah. for, like, three days. It was short. Yeah. Yeah, it was it short. Three days. Put me three in the hospital for three days, put me on medication, and then, like, that was it. I got better, and then I left for Jackson State that following fall. And while I was at school that that year... I was on a ton of medication and like still trying to do band, which was a terrible idea now that I think about it because that issue that happened in 2005 turned into the issue that happened into 2012, just on a larger scale, which is what ultimately happened. Yes. But it wasn't the first thing that reared its ugly head though. Mm, No. No, not really, because if you would have seen the situation in 2005, we would have never had an idea. And it didn't go away. It was just what they call remission. Yes, like I went into remission. Right. Um, So, yeah, I don't think outside of the... The lupus part of it, um, that part was, you know, in remission. And then, you know, everything now we go, else kind of like tumble. Right. Yeah. Try to, yeah. <laughs> then it decided to, you know, like Humpty Dumpty fell down. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was broke for real, for real. She was broke. So on the pre, when we recorded it the first time, I had made a statement where I said I gave my mama a heart attack, which, and I didn't give her a heart attack, but I did not follow medical advice as I should have. So in April, I just, I did, I woke up and I was seeing triple, didn't really know what was going on. And I sent my mom a picture about it. Sorry y'all, I should have put my, should have put my phone on airplane mode. And nobody but my husband, gosh. <laughs> so life of being married. <laughs> So woke up, saw triple, and what I revealed to my mom is that I went to class because I had a test. It was finals time. And like I couldn't see nothing on the paper during the test. And I was sitting there trying to figure out like, okay, so what am I going to do? Am I like, am I going to just like take this test and we see what we can see or like whatever? So I told her I walked up to the teacher and I was like, yo, I can't see what's on this paper, like, for real, for real. And I told her, I don't think he, like, really, like, he wanted to, I feel like he wanted to believe me. (laughs) (laughs) But in the same time, he, like, if you're trying to get out of this test, it's not going to work with that kind of excuse. But I, like, legit couldn't see. Like, everything was blurry. I had on my glasses. I was trying to figure it out. And then, like, once I realized he really wasn't going to let me not like recent when I realized he wasn't going to let me reschedule the test I just went back to my seat and like circled whatever and then I turned it in and I left because I knew something <laughs> was wrong now she tells me this 10 years after the fact okay? I did so I, I didn't know was a lot going on what was going on when she told me that 
I just know that I got a phone call and she's like, hey, mom, I'm going to send you something. <laughs> Sound like me. And I'm like, okay. And so I get this picture and didn't look very well. And I told her, you might want to go and have that checked out. And, and I didn't. <laughs> she didn't. She said, I'm going to go ahead and go to class because um, I got finals. I had stuff to do. That's her motto. I have I things I got to do. do. I had stuff to do. And I said, well, okay. Now, I always wonder, like, after we hung up the phone, what you actually was thinking about. <laughs> what I actually did was I called your godmother and I went and I sent her the picture and said, hey, this don't look right. You tell me what you see. Right. She said it looked like I had a stroke. And she had a stroke. She did. I did. I had a stroke. She did have a mini stroke. Um, I but still we found that out. We found that out after, after the fact. The fact. So I go to the ER eventually. I do. I didn't like go right after the test. If that's what y'all thinking, I'm sorry to dis disappoint y'all. Um, I didn't go right after the test. I went to my next class after the test. <laughs> To go take my next test, but it I didn't take it. I actually told my teacher, like, you know, yo, something really going on. I really do need to go to the ER. And after that, then I went to the ER and they did the blood work or whatever. Yeah. And then dude came in and was like, I want to do an MRI. And that's when I knew it was serious. And I told him no. And of course, I told her she shouldn't have told him that, but she did it anyway. And she, her motto is, I stay too far away. I live too far away from home from And that. my mama's not here. Okay, so this is what y'all got to understand. I am a Michigan native in North Carolina on Michigan's insurance. And they talking about they want to do an MRI. The only thing I saw was dollar signs. And I didn't have, to, I didn't, I didn't want that. And I was just like, no, I could get that done when I go home where it's going to be free. And, Pretty much. And, and then my mama would be there because I was by myself. Well, I mean, I wasn't by myself. I had friends and stuff, but like I was by myself family wise. Like I did, I went to North Carolina not knowing anybody. And, you know, I have a history of doing that. Yeah. So. Going away to college. And not knowing nobody. Um, so after she discharged herself. I sure did. She uh, called her mama. Told her mom. Hey mom. Uh, they want to do an MRI on me. And I'm like I stay too far away. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go ahead and pack up my room. And I'm just going to come home. And I did. And she did. She had sorority sisters and brothers to help her pack up her room. Tamika has always been that type of person who had always had a bus ticket on standby regardless because she was always coming home for the I'm holiday. Because I'm going home. <laughs> so going I said, well, you know, okay, well, that's fine. And I said, well, how about we just fly you home just in case, no. you know, it was something that, you know, was, was really, really serious. I and didn't think that was necessary. I had a perfectly well, good bus ticket. And that's how she kept saying, <laughs> I, had I had perfectly, perfectly good, good bus ticket. And I said, well, okay, that's fine. You just need to make sure you call me every hour on the hour because I need to make sure. Um, Which she did. You are okay. Along with everybody else. And I desperately and, uh, wanted some sleep. And she did. And she was cranky. But I get home. I'm on my way home. She gets home. And... 
when we knew it was really, really serious is I got a frantic phone call from her when she was in Detroit. If anybody know, I don't know if everybody has taken a train or a bus anywhere, you know, across the country, but there's a layover in Detroit and um, she calls me and was like crying and I'm like, well, baby, what's going on? She's like, mama, I fell. And I'm like, what you mean you fell? She said, I fell. And people were looking at me like I was they crazy. They were looking at me like I was crazy. Nobody wanted <laughs> to help. Everybody just standing at me. And I'm looking and sitting on the ground like anybody. Anybody? Anybody. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So, of course, me, being the mom that I am, okay, I'm on my way to come get you. She's like, well, no. Well, well, that didn't make sense. Well, I understand that. But the thing of it is, is that Detroit has a very long layover. It was I could have got to Detroit layover. by the time she was getting back home. You know and what see, I'm in my mind, I wasn't thinking about it that way. In my mind, I was thinking by the time you find somebody <laughs> to get you to Detroit to come get me, I'll be on the bus on my way to you. So it just didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And then it's like a 45 minute drive too. It is. But then you had like a three hour layover. And I felt like by the time you would have found somebody to come get me and that is do all that, I would have been at home. That is true. I would have been so, at home. So she was like, no, I'm on my way home. I said, well, okay, I'll meet you at the bus station. And when you get off, I'll be there. And she was on the platform. Waiting and <laughs> my baby fell into my arms. And yeah. I'm like... Okay. Fire, is that a fireman's carry? One arm over the other? Is that? Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know how I, I don't know what they call it either, but I carried my baby from the platform of the Greyhound to my car and because we, she could not walk. No. Well, it was like I was, it was, it was like I was, yeah, it was difficult. It was like I was slightly dragging my feet. It's almost like if you try to stand up and your legs is numb, but you're still trying to walk. Like, that's kind of how it felt if I could describe it That's weird because I just had that the other day. <laughs> it's the worst it. feeling. It is. It is a terrible feeling. I hate it. It's like pins and needles as you're, you're trying to walk. Now, I didn't feel that. But we got to urgent care, and they was like, yeah, girl, we can't help you here. You, what you got going on is way too advanced for what, right, for what, what we, we can do here. On. So we make it to our second hospital. And they immediately like, okay, I, I give them the rundown. Like, this all that happened. Woke up, couldn't see. They asking me, am I feeling okay? And I was. I was in good spirits. Yeah, at that time. Yeah, yeah. I was in good spirits. Nothing was really going on cognitively or nothing like that. I'm just like, I just can't see. Like, that's all it is. So they do the MRI as suggested by the other hospital and find out I got a six centimeter brain aneurysm that's about to burst. Yes. And the only thing we see is them wheeling in this computer screen <laughs> with this man on it. Right. <laughs> Talking about some, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they finna pack you up and bring you to me. <laughs> yeah. So this, they wheel her in and I don't know if anybody's been in the hospital and you know, when they will, you know, it's like the nurses come into your room with the computer on this thing well that's how this thing is and this guy is on here and he's like hi my name is dr fessler i am one of the neurosurgeons at uh, providence hospital um shout out to you dr fessler love that guy um and he was like so we're gonna rush you here and we're gonna do emergency surgery and we like, died okay, okay. <laughs> And so they pack her up. They now, mind you, we didn't per se drive. We ambulance, ambulance all day long, all down the road. 
Um, so she's in the back. I'm in the front. It's definitely like it is on the movies. We can't go in the back. That's how it was. Yes. Um, we get there. It's like two or three o'clock in the morning. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was early in the morning. I don't morning. remember what time it was. Oh, it was early in the morning. It was early in the morning. Now, mind you, it's just me and her. I had nobody with me at all to go through this ordeal. And um, we get there. Um, they have to take another MRI because, of course, the hospital didn't send the one over. Oh, they didn't do that? No. Oh, Lord. No, they didn't send it. No. <laughs> No. Oh Lord, I didn't know that. No, they didn't send it over. And so they had to do another one. And before I know it, they're rushing her to the ER. No, I don't remember anything from like I was telling you, I remember the lady running out and was like, Don't forget her shoes. Mm -hmm. And then we we got to the hospital. I remember you and I in the room. They did a little workup. And then I just remember waking up in the other room. But I remember being in the operating room, though, which is nothing like Grey's Anatomy, okay? <laughs> I thought I was going to have a full gallery at the top. People was going to watch the <laughs> surgery, ask questions. It was literally a room with a bed in the middle of <laughs> and some lights over the thing. And I just remember them just being like, okay. And I actually said that to them, and everybody was laughing. I was like, this looks nothing like Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> they counted me out. And that was it. And then I woke up and I was like, hey, girl, I'm, I'm, what happened? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, I take it, it went well. I'm, I'm up. Uh, it went okay. Um, there were some scares. The doctor came out and told me, um, you had a couple of mini strokes in, in, in that process of them coiling your aneurysm. Um, but other than that, he said, um, everything was fine. Um, you know, afterwards, and like I said, I'm going through this ball by myself. It's just me in the hospital. And, um, but yeah, surgery went fine. Um, this was Saturday. Um, they were like, okay, well, she's fine. She's eating. We'll yeah, everything home. was great. Everything's fine. We'll send her home we on Monday. get ready to go home. And Monday happened, and that's where everything started going downhill. Yeah, and that whole Providence is still a blur. Like I remember a couple ins and outs of them, like mm -hmm. like nurses coming to my room, doctors talking. Yeah. But like I don't really remember much of the whole situation of going down. Yeah, I don't. I remember eating, telling you I I I can't feel myself like swallow my food. I can't feel myself breathe. Like I can't feel the mm -hmm. air go up my nose. And then like after that, I don't remember nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah, you was like, something don't feel right, mama. Something I can't, I can't swallow. And of course I'm looking on my, you know, the look on my face, like you can't what? Like girl, what? <laughs> you can't swallow. Like who does that? I, I couldn't. Mean, I don't know what was going on. I was just trying to eat. It, yeah. She was still eating though. Yeah, of course I was. Cause y'all know I like food. And she said she just couldn't do it. And then, um, Doctors come in, you know, trying to assess her, trying to figure out what's going on. You know, she's like, well, now I can't feel, feel my feet. I can't feel me moving this. I can't feel me doing this. And so while they're trying to figure that out, um, other things are going on with her. They're doing tests. Um, 
It's a lot and of in and out. It was, yeah, it, everything happened so fast. Um, but, you know, once they got with me and said, okay, something's not right. We think she's suffering from Gillian Barre. And I'm which like, was which was completely new. And I had never heard of that in my life. On top of her having um, lupus. Um, and we're like, you know, me. And I'm I like, forgot lupus. to ask you. What? When they asked you how long has your daughter had lupus and you was looking at them crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I'm in my head like, she ain't got lupus. I mean, what do you mean? And never even heard of it. Nobody in the family. And they was like, well, no, her test is coming back saying she got lupus. And I'm like, uh, okay. And that is when we found out. Well, that's when she found out. Cause I don't, I wasn't, I don't think I was responsive during that. Conversation. No, that's when you decided to say. <laughs> that's when I decided to shut down. Shut down. Um, you're like, okay, mama. I don't know what they think. I don't think they know what they're doing. But you know, what, mama, you know, you know what to do. And, and I was out I like it, a light. She was out. Um, but it did start dawning on me, um, which I don't know if you remember this, but remember when I was getting your medication and the pharmacist. Yes, the lady. She just the lady. Um, she used to tell me every day, like, hey, um, you got a lot of medication coming in here for your baby. Like, have you ever had her tested for lupus? And I'm like, lupus? Because this is like 2006. This is, yeah. 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 And I'm like, no. She was like, because all of this medication she got is looking like she needs to be tested and I was like okay how we do that how <laughs> like, we do that how we right. do that so I go to Tamika's doctor and at the time yeah this first one and he was like no no that's not what he said he no, said he it will be a slim chance that she had lupus that I will ever have lupus okay well but here we are Ten years later. <laughs> but here we are. But here we are. Jesus. So, um, so now I'm like, okay. So the doctor at the hospital was like, yeah, no, she's got lupus going on. And Numbers like, don't well, lie. <laughs> only thing we had was, you know, kidney problems to where, you know, and they said, but. That's the corporate. So my mom tells them, like, no, she's only ever had glomerulonephritis, which is what the doctor diagnosed me with in yeah. 2005. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that's cute and all, but your daughter got <laughs> systemic lupus erythematosus glomerulonephritis. And I'm like, what? What is that? <laughs> A full name, which basically just means that I have SLE. And that is the version of lupus that affects a major organ of your body. Because there's two types of lupus, and a lot of people don't know that either. There's discoid, and then there's systemic, which is what I have. The shorter yes. term is SLE. And for me, it affects my kidneys. I've seen it affect people's heart, their lungs. Yes. I've seen it affect the liver. Like, it could just latch on to any major organ and just, like, disrupt its function, yes. basically. Yes. So mine disrupts my kidneys and what did they say it's like a little tube in my kidney that doesn't filter 
out properly. The, yeah. Right, it doesn't filter properly. So that is the reason why it's attached. But, you know, I didn't go to medical school. I'm not a doctor. I, I don't, not either. I don't, I don't, this is what was told. This is what was me. told. <laughs> this is what was told. So after all of that, they're trying to get her numbers together. It by this time it's, it's off too the late. Chart. Yeah, by it's, this time it's I too mean, late. It's like off the chart. But then because of her traumatic incident with the lupus, that's how GBS started. So GBS is one of those things whenever your body has a traumatic hit to it. Um it's like sometimes a computer, it'll just shut it it'll down. just start shutting your body down. But and it's caused by it a few things now over the years, I've heard. Well, which I won't go into the logistics part of no, it. No, but it can't. There's a lot of things. I was watching. I don't know if I told you the story, but um, while I was up at the hospital at U of M, and I couldn't go in your room at the time because you were uh, really, really bad, I was watching this program. And I can't remember what the name of this program was, but this boy... Um, had weight loss surgery mm. and he had um, gastric bypass and that's that triggered his GBS. his triggered his GBS and this young man didn't really recover very well mm -hmm. um, he ended up being in a wheelchair and yeah, because GBS is awful it is it awful it was bad. described to me as Cause I I had them like tell me what it was, and that was the last time I ever wanted to hear them explain it to me again. I was just like, just let me know what I got, and then like I don't want to hear nothing else about it. And it was explained to me as your nerves are a wire, and yeah. GBS eats, the, eats the coating of the wire, and then the inside of the wire is now exposed. So you have to wait for it to reverse itself to get that protection again, and then you will be fine. So GBS also causes um, paralysis? Mm -hmm. Paralysis. So I was completely quadriplegic, like all the way to the point where I was unresponsive. But like I tell people, I was up. Okay, if you were to part my eyes open, I could see you. If, you know, I could feel, I could hear, I could do all those things during this unresponsive locked-in state that lasted for three and a half weeks. Yeah. Three and a half weeks. And <laughs> I got airlifted, which is what I know now, to U of M for them to try to, like, fix all of this once they finally figured out what the problem was at yeah. Pro Providence. And then Providence was like, yeah, girl, we can't fix that here. That's a little advanced for what we, we yeah. can do. So we going to send you to the next people that yeah. can kind of help, help, help it out, you know, yeah. help it out a little bit. And then that started the whole complete hospital stay, I would like to call it, because that's yes. when the timer really started. Like, that's when the clock really started. It started April... 21st? 20... 21st. Yes, I think so. Yeah, I think April 21st. And mm -hmm. it was just a waiting game at that point. Yeah. I just laid there day, until... Day, after day. After until day. my body decided that it wanted to move, I guess. Yeah. Which I'll we had a... Yes, which we had a good laugh about that whole... <laughs> First day, I really am upset that I couldn't save that first episode. 
uh, that we recorded first. But y'all, so my mom is sitting there. <laughs> my mom is sitting there cleaning a scar on my arm that I have from my nerve biopsy. And she's looking at me and the way I was turned, I could see her like my, like the weight, I guess kind of like parted my eyes a little bit. It was like, if you're squinting, like that's how I could see her. It was real blurry, but I knew that was my mama. And <laughs> she kind of like looking at me and I'm looking at her and I'm just like, Oh, Hey girl. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm here because at this time I had been there. But it was nothing I could do but lay there. Like right, my body, there was it, you didn't show no sign that you were like, "Hey, I'm yeah, here. I, so yeah, cognitively there." So yeah. I, at that point, I just kind of got comfortable in my skin to just kind of. I hate to say it because it sounds so dark, but I don't want people like y'all know how I am. I like dark humor, but it was just like, okay, so are we gonna be here or are we not? Like. <laughs> Figure out what you're going to do because I'm just laying here. Like, that was it. Like, and it reminded me of that TV show that that I think it canceled. Called, I think it was called The Red Band Society. It was about that oh, little yeah. boy. Yeah. That's how I felt. Yeah. It was like, I'm just in my own head while everybody's just doing whatever around <laughs> me. Like, just whatever. Well, at that time, I mean, what do you expect? I mean, you know, you're laying there and we're, it's a waiting game. And... Only thing I can do was talk to you every day and, uh, you know, listen to music with you every day and pray with you every day. And that was it. We was just chilling. Yeah, we was chilling. You know, and this was my everyday routine of getting up in the morning um, because doctors come in bright and early in the morning. And so, of course, I have to be awake to make sure. Physical therapy. Oh, God. Um, so, I mean, that's what we did. It was a day, day. It was just a waiting was, game yeah. for three and a half weeks until, well, until I thought that it was just me and my mama in the room when I moved my eyes. No. But she says that another doctor was in there checking my pupils and that's how I started like showing signs that I was like coming out of it. Coming out of it. Yes. And... I'm looking at them and they just telling me like, move your eyes, <laughs> move them again. And the next thing you know, my, I'm like, look over at my mom and she jets out the room. Well, because what happened was, what happened was, um, like, girl, you left me. Huh? I, I, I left her because it was such <laughs> a good news. It was good news. I had to go and tell somebody, but her doctor came in and like, they come in every morning Every shift, I should say, you know, and they checking her, her vitals and checking her, all her good stuff. And now they're like checking her pupils to make sure that they're reactive and dilate, you know, dilated. And they were dilated. They were big too. Oh, oh boy. They were huge. Oh, were they? Oh, they were huge. And so the next so thing you weird. know, um, the doctor jumps back and I look at him and I'm like, well, what's going on? You know, I'm looking at him like, okay, that what's going on? Scary. And he was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and I'm like, he needs okay. he need a confirmation. So he does it again. And he jumps back again and he says, Tamika, can you hear me? Man, I can hear everything. And apparently Tamika did something with her eyes and he was like, Hey mom, he said, uh, go to the side. 
and um talk to her. And I'm like, okay. And I like, Tamika, can you hear me? If you can hear me, move your eyes towards my way. And all of a sudden, you just see the eye movement. It was really slow. I thought I moved my eyes fast. No, it was really <laughs> slow. It was really slow. I moved in my, but, in my mind. I was like, Ma, <laughs> look at me. You can see me. <laughs> look at me. And, I, and it was really, really slow. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I jet out. And I'm like, y'all, she moved her eyes. She moved her eyes. Oh, my God. She's, she's awake. She can hear me. She can hear me. And I come back in, and it's room crowded. Yeah, cause now Full everybody, now everybody in their mom yeah, and my everybody now done came in. All of the other pets <laughs> and the doctors came in, and that was a busy day after that. So then too. I go to the other side to see if she can move into the other side, and she follows me, and I'm like, oh my god, she's she's coming out of it. She's coming out of it. I mean, it was just and after that. Then it started to progress. Um, yeah, we started a to make faster. yeah, we started to make started, leaps yeah. and bounds after yeah, that. After I think that. eye movement came. I remember it being Fourth of July. Yeah, and they had turned me to see the fireworks. Yes, and I knew I could see them, but I couldn't see them all the way because I I couldn't open my eyes on my own all the way yet. Like yeah. people still had to like open my eyes to see if I was there because I had no movement at all. Like I couldn't do anything. Yeah. I couldn't do anything. So I remember 4th of July and being awake for that. But I think the real movement came around like the end of July, beginning of August. Yeah. I think everything really started to come back then. Um, and, and then when, it was just, that's when the fun really started. Yeah. <laughs> After she became woke, um, it That's was, when the fun it really was, started. Yeah, it was on and popping then. You it know, really was. She still couldn't talk because she was still on a ventilator. Um, oh, yeah, that was terrible. You know, uh, we still had to wean her off. To That was hard. You look like you struggled, too. It was hard. Like, I don't think anybody, like... It's hard because I know people have gone through the same thing I have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I get it. It's a medical thing. They didn't just come up with a ventilator. I wasn't the first person on one. So I know it's hard. Yeah. But it was hard to breathe on my own. It was. And, you know, I'm an overachiever. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm trying to be off this thing in the next yeah. two days or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, get me off it. And that wasn't happening for me. But it it was hard. But there weren't moments where I felt like I couldn't breathe. It wasn't. It wasn't okay. like that. It was just like me trying to think about taking breaths, which... I couldn't do because they like Tamika, you can't be up here thinking about every breath you're gonna take. Like that's not how we breathe. Like that's right, not right. that's exactly. not how we do it. But to But we don't know that because when we're little, yeah, we just do it. We just do it. Yeah, you just do. You you so, don't think about it as you know, an adult. For you to be yeah, coming from a, a child just doing it to being not having down, the ability to not the right to have the ability of not doing it. And you have to think about it like how do I do that? How do I do that? You telling me to breathe, and I'm like, okay, so how? <laughs> like, yeah. explain I mean, it. Explain how you take a breath to, to me. Right, show me. I mean, <laughs> right, not know, show me, but like, but show me. Show me how to do Right. So I can see where you're saying that was hard, and that was a struggle for her um, because, you know, whenever someone's on a vent, 
you know, they want you to be off of it for a long period of time. And I think the longest I went before breathing on my own was like 15 minutes. I think I went. Oh, I think it was longer than that. You think so? I thought. Yeah, it was longer than that. It was like almost like a half a day. It was like. Really? I made it that far? Yeah. One Uh. day they had physically taken you off unless they were like, let me see how long you can go. Oh. Yeah. They they took you off for. Yeah. But, you know, of course, the first start of it is like. Well, let's see if she can, you know, hold her on for like 10 minutes. Right. And I remember that. You know, right. We would do five minute increments yeah. at a time. And then it gradually got longer and longer and longer. And then it was like, well, okay, well. Because I tell people all the, all the time, that whole eight and a half month thing is spotty. Like when it comes to remembering. To you. Yeah. To me, yes. for me, it's, it's still spotty. Yeah. And in a lot of places and parts of it get moved around where you know the timeline is in my mind of what it is because you got to think of think about it laying there with your eyes closed and you don't even know what the time of day is what the funny that you bring that up because I forgot to bring that up on the first episode and I was so mad at myself for the first uh, the first recording okay. about telling people how you used to watch TV and that's how I was oh, able to yeah. tell the time yeah so y'all I was able to tell the time by my mom watching TV. Um, I mean, we live, I mean, I'm her child. I know yeah. what shows she watched and all this stuff. So I could hear what show it was and that would tell me what time of day it was or what day it was too sometimes depending on what you were watching. Yeah. And I remember being like, oh, she watching Three's Company. It's like two o'clock in the morning. It's Nick at night. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, it's going to be two episodes of that. It's going to be two episodes of the nanny. And then it's going to be two episodes of this. That's like a three hour block. So if Three's Company come in at two o'clock, if the nanny come on, that means it's like three. Like I had it all mapped out in my head. It was really crazy. And it was like daytime television. If you was watching like The View, I knew it was like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> you was going to get ready yeah. to go have lunch in a minute and yeah. like do something. But I forgot to mention that because that's how I was telling time when I didn't know what time of day it was. But I hate to say I was smart by doing that, but I was so worried about throwing off my sleep clock. Mm -hmm. So I knew that if you were watching something, it was nighttime and it was time for me to try to like go to sleep when everybody else went to sleep or, you know, try to do that. Now, you know that you, you always used to say that it was hard for you to go to sleep. It was hard for me to go to sleep because laying there and being able to hear and see was really throwing me off because I wouldn't know when somebody walked into my room or not Mm -hmm. because I'm just laying there. I can't open my eyes. So I would hear noises and be like, okay, so what is that? Okay, so what is that? And then the next thing you know, somebody will randomly touch me and I'm jumping on the inside. So my guard was always up just laying there yeah. because I didn't want to be spooked by I didn't yeah. want to be spooked by nothing. So it was kind of hard for me to go to sleep because I was kind of scared to go to sleep. And in I a said sense. that too, though. I, I was kind of scared to go to sleep in a sense. Yeah. It it wasn't until after I kind of realize okay we're not going nowhere and this you ain't gonna wake up no time soon you just need to like chill out and relax that i actually started to like relax and just later (laughs) and just 
Hey everybody and welcome to your commercial. That is right, I still don't have commercial sponsorships just yet, but here we are still moving and shaking. I just wanted to take the time to let everybody know you can visit my Linktree link that has all of the information on where you can listen to this podcast as well as how you can book me for speaking engagements. And then I also have new commercial spots for my show for business owners. Just click the link and all the information is there. Also visit the great affiliates that I'm working with to get you great deals on Amazon Prime and on Audible and on other things that I have been attached to. So visit those links and then also don't forget to like, share, comment, and spread the word about my podcast coming to you every Thursday where you can listen to podcasts. So let's get back to the show. Later. (laughs) Just later, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. And a lot of this stuff I just found out is after she woke up and she would tell me things because, of course, me being a mom and then being inquisitive, I wanted to know, like, well, how did you feel? I think the first thing I asked you, which I didn't wake up immediately talking, by the way. No. We were communicating with blinking. Yes. And I forgot about that little noise I would make, too. (laughs) That. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. So. (laughs) Okay, so that being said, that was so, so funny, so funny. When Tamika finally woke up and was able to do some little stuff, movement that came way after, but yeah, way after, but it was. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all, because it was funny. It was it's funny. funny now, <laughs> and it's really funny because she used to get really mad at me I because. Did. I was sleeping in the room with her, and, and and it would be like two, three o'clock in the morning when she would be up. I was uncomfortable. So I'm sleep, trying to get a little sleep, <laughs> and all of a sudden you hear, <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" She would do that so often, like every other hour. I was uncomfortable in that bed, and so. I would hear that and I would get up. So I just wanted to be turned. So after <laughs> she got up and she started talking and we started talking about that stuff, she said, Mommy, you know you made me so mad. She and did. I'm like, what are you talking about? She said, because you didn't hear me <laughs> when I kept going. You didn't hear me sometimes. And it was like, you made me. And I would have to lay there because I can't speak. I can't move. So we're literally talking about, I can't press the call button. Yeah. I can't call nobody. My mom is over here knocked out. I am uncomfortable. Yeah. Because a lot of times like hoses would come out or tubes would come out. And that was a whole nother thing. It was just like, I was uncomfortable. My body was just being so weird. Or it was just, it was a lot going on. And I just wanted some kind of comfort because I needed it. (laughs) And half the time, I just wanted to be turned. That was it. Half the time, I just wanted to be turned over to relieve some of the pressure or whatever somewhere. And they would turn me often. Yeah. But not often enough to, like, the body weight of, like, my arms and, like, not being able to move was just a lot. So I had to do what I had to do to get somebody's attention, okay? (laughs) do what i had to do what and so communication started blinking yeah blinking then that noise then that noise and then we got a um no you remember the little blow thinking 
<gasps> oh yeah, on the side of my bed. She the air little, the thing. Ear, yeah, it was this thing. I forgot about that. Um, that she had to blow into, and it would change the channel. It would change the channel. It would do the call light for her. Right. Um, it, it was, was something, something else. else that it did for her. So. It's one of those things, like, I don't know if you ever seen... It's like the dentist thing. This or um, Robert Reed, when he was in his wheelchair. Yes, 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 yes. He had one of those thingies that you would put in his mouth to, you know, do that. So she had that. I so forgot about that That was thing. that another communication of, of her. So when I tell you, we have gone from... Who has been a road? That's why I said well, this has been a long talking about this has is a long time coming because a lot of people knew that it was bad, but a lot of people didn't know like that it was bad. Like it was bad. Like we talking like it was bad. Nothing. Like nothing. Nothing. Where... I couldn't even hold my head up on my own. No. I had to have a neck pillow to keep it stable. <laughs> oh, they would roll uh, towels, towels. Yeah, roll towels up to for makeshift neck. Yes, pillow. because that was before my nurse Erica was like, you yes. know what? I'm going to get you. A I'm neck going pillow. to get you a neck pillow. Because Which you that, still have? I still have that neck pillow, yeah. and it was hard for me to sleep without it after coming home from the hospital too. Yeah, because I had gotten to a place of comfort with it to where even sleeping in my regular bed at home oh god that's a whole nother conversation of, of the transition from out the hospital to home yeah but yeah well, it was a time but we finally got to the point where we were ready to talk yes. openly yes um but we had been blinking and and doing sentences oh on paper with letters for a long time i made a full list of what i wanted to eat when i got out yeah <laughs> Yes. Whoa, y'all, we talking about legal pad, four or five pages long. More than that, though. Was it? Oh, Every it's... time I would think of a food, I would get her attention and tell her to write it down. <laughs> write yeah. it down. And I think after getting out, we went through that list like two or three times. We did. Yeah, we, we did. went out of that. We went we through did. that list two or three times. She had to have it. I mean, because you to have, have to food. think about it. You went months with no eating. Yeah. Feeding Nothing tube. but feeding too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with Gillian Barre, the way it works is the way it starts, it has to reverse itself to. So if it's feet up, you got to wait for it yeah. to go head down. Yes. Um, some people get it head, go down and it has to reverse itself. Um, it just, so depends, on it just depends, depends on how you get it. Her started from the feet up. So the way that it had to reverse itself, it had to reverse itself going from the head, head down, down. Um, with plasmapheresis, um, which was a lot of that. She had to have like 10 rounds of that. Yeah, like um, at one point I... the dialysis and... Oh, God. Um, I forgot about that. I remember <laughs> I had catheter for dialysis in one side of my neck, plasmapheresis on the other side. Yeah. We had feeding tube, we had port, we had all kind of, yeah, all kind of stuff, y'all. There like, was visual. I still have pictures. I don't, um, I don't know how I feel about releasing those yet. And that's fine. 
I, have, I, mean, I put it on. I put it online one time for Lupus Awareness Month once, and I left it up for like an hour, and then I took it down. Yeah. But I was it like, was, I can't. I do mean, that. when you walked in her room, you would just be like, "Oh my god!" Just tubes and machines and bags, right? And all just hanging. It was just. It was like, a lot. It was a lot. So my mom made a good point on the first. Um, the first taping of this where she would not let anybody come in my room who didn't carry positive energy. Yes. That was her thing. So I, I, we were laughing about how they needed to move me to a different room because I had so many visitors come all the time. And they were like, yeah, you need a bigger, bigger room. <laughs> so they moved me to this room, but my mom said, y'all not moving her in there. And so I go in there first and pray over the room. And <laughs> she was like, and if she had sage, she would have did I that too. I the sage. I would have burnt <laughs> the sage. But, it, you know, it's a fire hazard in the hospital. So. But my mom was very adamant about a few things that I, I, I like to tell people actually helped my healing process. Um, and I am grateful that you did, by the way. Thank you. I'm grateful that she didn't allow nobody to come in my room. Like, if you came up to the hospital and she saw you were crying, you had to get yourself together outside before she let you come in the room to see me. Like, that was it. She was like, oh, you crying? Oh, no, you got to go get that together first take before you come. That. Take that out. Don't come in here with that. Don't come in here with that. And I appreciate, I appreciated that because it kept, you know, positive feelings and stuff in the room where for somebody like me laying there... Mm -hmm. You it, would feel that. I did. And it was just like, oh, okay, so everything cool. Don't nobody sound like I'm in like. Desperate. Yeah, like I'm in the weeds or yeah, like, what? No. I don't know what they call it in a hospital. But like nobody came in my room. I couldn't feel people sad for me mm -hmm. to make me wonder, okay, like, am I am dying? I that bad? Right, like, am I dying? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So I appreciated that. And then I also appreciated how you never let the medical team talk in the room too because yeah. I had no idea what was going on with me until after I woke up mm -hmm. because she never allowed anybody to speak in the room either about what was going on and the moment they started talking she'd be like no let's step outside because one doctor came in and started talking about lupus and I was like no don't leave what's that come back I'm nosy come back mom but she was just like oh hold on she's like don't say nothing else can we talk outside and then they left so I appreciated that because it kind of let, let me be chill. Yeah. You know, and calm. Because they weren't sure if I could hear or not. So, And that's where I was at. I was at the point to where I don't know if she can hear. But I don't want her to know. Yeah, I couldn't imagine a doctor coming being in like, yeah, there's nothing else we can do was. for her. And then I, I hear that. Yeah. Like, and now <laughs> you're panicking in the inside. Like, oh my God. So I'm like, dying. Bad, bad. Right. Like, I mean, so when is the day? You know, <laughs> like, and it's like, no, I, I didn't want that. I needed nothing but positive energy in the room um like i said we were all upbeat we were all you know like it was one of those things like we were ready for you to wake up whenever you were ready we was ready right you know and like she said i and that was everyone i it was everyone i just didn't want you i just didn't i just didn't need that and a lot of people weren't allowed to come see me too yeah well i had some people that <laughs> Okay. Anyway, that's another story. 
that's another story. That's another story. I, I, you know, I know people... we'll table that for another day. Yeah, that is something yeah, we are yeah. still working through through therapy. Yes, yes, I will say yes, that. Yes, I will say that. I need therapy. And um, I mentioned that. I did. I, I felt like, from a standpoint of being in a hospital, I understand that the focus is always on the patient, but I. I, I, now that I look back, I realize that somebody, w I wish they would have offered you yeah, somebody to talk to, too. Even though I'm pretty sure they would have said, well, you know, we're always here if you want to speak to somebody. But I feel like it needs to come as a package deal when you're dealing with the patient. You offer it for the patient, but then also be like, okay, so mom, we're going to get you somebody to talk yeah. to, too. Yeah. Like, don't make it a choice for the family either. It should have been. Well, well, I mean, it was a choice for me, too, and I declined it the first did. time. <laughs> you, and this is when she started to wake up. Yeah. Um. And because um, and I mentally being more vocal in this when you were talking, they offered it. They offered it. Well, I um, didn't think I needed but, it. But the thing of it is, they didn't offer it to you till you got down to six. Till you got to six, therapy, to right? Therapy. I don't think I needed it. Like chaplains would come by the room and I would talk. I had music therapy, which was great, and I totally forgot to mention them the first time because I love that man that used to come play um the Beatles song. Yes, I love the harp. That was fun. She also had a, what was that one thing? I don't know, it was one you, thing. It was the thing she set down. Uh, I should know this because. Uh, oh, it's the country thingy. You know, when country play. And they plucked it. Yeah. And she had like melons. An upside, it's like an upside down heart. Yeah, it's like you turn and the, the heart sideways. country singers use it. Yes. That's, they play that. So she had that. I think I had a banjo come too. She had a banjo. Mm-hmm. She also had, of course, the piano, but it was electric. That was cool. And she had like a three-piece band come. That was on my. That was before I got down to six. Yes, I had. They surprised me with that because yes. I was leaving. I remember that. And so she had. I had all full of this so instruments. She did, but the 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 best part of it was when the harpist came. That was the most beautiful scene. It was so, she it was, was just, lovely. Yes, she was, she was, it was And it I was wanted great. them all to play the same song. <laughs> yes. I was like, do you know the song by the Beatles? <laughs> that, yeah. was, that was me. Do you but know the song by the Beatles? We find that music therapy helps um, patients. Mm -hmm. And, um... So, like I said, I, I took everything that U of M offered. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. Bring it in. Anybody could come see Anybody you. can yeah. come in. Um, Between, I was spoiled. I will say that. Yeah. I was. And you had Amish people coming in singing. That was, the, okay, so yeah. that's who that was? Yeah. I was like, I had they some were, singers come in at one had, point. Um, well, at the hospital, they had a lot of Amish um, workers. And they would come into her room and... Cause I were, I do remember one time I didn't request music and the lady came anyway. And I think it was after like a chemo session. She had heard I just finished chemo. Mm -hmm. And I think that I knocked on the door and was like, can I come play for her? And that was so sweet. They used to always come because they knew I liked it too. Yeah. So, but I mean, of course I would. She's a music major. I mean, she's not a major. I mean, a musician, loves, a musician, you know, I love it. Band. Right. But that was, you know. Even though the times were really, really dark, 
And no, I didn't know which way we were going to go. We still had, or I still had. We still had a positive a outlook. Very positive outlook. And I, I, I still had a calming of, she'll get through this. Mm-hmm. She'll get through this. Um, and we did. Um, Made it to rehab. Yeah. That was fun. It was a long road. Um, she started off with rehab in her room first. Um, and then she actually was, what's the word, how I want to put it? They were fighting for her to do their rehab at the U of M. They felt that if she did outside therapy, it was not going to be as well as if she got it in the hospital. Um, U of M has a very extensive. It's intense. Intense. Yeah, it's program intense. for therapy. And it is hard to get into it. Yeah, the it waiting is list is ridiculous. And they fought for her to 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 um yeah. To do their rehab. So I finally got a bed on six. Yes. In rehab. Now when I got to rehab, I wasn't doing anything still. We were still completely quadriplegic. Like mm-hmm. I had no movement. I I couldn't even sit up on my own. Yeah. But I was in, like, they were just like, send her our way. We don't even yeah. care. So once once I got there, we started working on the basics. You know, they would sit me up so we could get my core strong enough so then I can stand up. And then um, I used to <laughs> I used to laugh about them contraptions they put my arms in. You remember the thing? Um, yes. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> okay. Because I couldn't lift my arms. So they had to put my arms in, like, down. these... They were like a sling. Yeah. But they were more of a metal sling and they move you you had to move move your arms to move your it's hard to explain. You gotta see I have to you have to show you pictures. Um but because of the fact that she had been down so long, she had lost muscle tone. Nothing. So they tell you if you have so many days of not moving, it's like two weeks of, of muscle tone, muscle tone loss. Yeah. So imagine her being down. Three and a half weeks. Well, no, three, longer well, than that. Yeah. We're talking about three, five, three, months, no. five months down. Yeah, because you didn't go to rehab until mm. you were like physically mobile. Yeah. You were still in the wheelchair, but... Gosh. You were, you were down for a long time. I was. She was down for a long but time. You were just going to talk about the meltdown I had yes, my first day of yes. therapy. I mean, so my first day of PT. They yeah. had to physically put things on her hands or on her arms to support them because she had no weight. She was literally... I was dead you, weight. Like, if you lifted <laughs> sure. her arm up, it It'd fell. <laughs> That's how it was. So they had to put her arms in these contractions she actually had to have cast. Um, oh, I forgot about that. The ones that they made. Yeah, she yeah. had to have ha- cast on her hands to keep her hands a certain way. To um, to encourage the muscle. Yeah, she had to have these boots um, so she wouldn't mm-hmm. get drop foot that she had to wear. Which we um, did not get. Yay. We did not get drop foot. Yay, round of applause. 
Um, but it was bad. It was it 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 was bad. It was right. it was one of those things. And so I shouldn't have got I should have gotten therapy at that breakdown. Not that I'm thinking about it. You should have. I sh- I should you have should gotten have. therapy because okay. Going back to her being on AD, Tamika was the youngest patient on the floor. I was, I think, no, I was you were the on youngest. six. No, you, yeah, no. I was in, I thought I was on six, no. but I wasn't. So on AD, she was the youngest patient on the floor. And. Because I was 24. So, 24. 24. Yeah, I was 24. Because you were 20, 25 <clears throat> on your birthday in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So when she would go down until they got a bed on the therapy floor, she would go down um to therapy and when she went in there she saw all these old places i did or people who because they kept asking her what kind of spine injury yeah what kind of spinal cord injury i had i'm like i didn't didn't have one one. (laughs) i didn't have one and that left them so puzzled to be like okay so what why are you here yeah how did you get in this state if you didn't have have a spinal spinal cord injury but so tamika had a meltdown because she was like, she couldn't feed herself. I had to feed her. That was annoying. Um, you know, I had to change her because she couldn't change herself. I had, had everybody had to do everything for everything. me. Everything, and, and so I did not like that at she all. She had to literally start all over from scratch on learning how to feed herself, walk. how to walk, how to talk, write, how to write. I mean. Everything all over everything she had to start all over. And when you've been down and you are used to just doing it when you're when it starts happening, now people are telling you, I need you to grab that. Well, how you want me to grab this? I, I can't remember uh, how to do this. So she was like, I'm done. I cried right she there. She cried. I wanted to go back to she my like, room. I want to go back to my room. I didn't want to do physical do therapy. This. I didn't want nobody to talk to me. I had a complete meltdown. meltdown. And you know how I am with my food. When I can't feed. (laughs) I'm laughing at it now. But like I was literally in the mind. Like I can't feed myself. The one thing I love to do. That's bad. And that's what her mindset was. And she's like, I can't believe that I'm in this predicament. How did I get here? How do I? And that's why Tamika is so adamant about mental health yes because i i needed somebody to talk to i would i I wish i would have did therapy and physical therapy at the same time because that would have probably lessened i don't even know if that's a thing i can say lessen the amount of ptsd that i have from that whole experience you could have i think it probably you know it probably would have helped a lot earlier yeah. me yeah. getting to the mental state that I am now yeah. if I would have did it then. But I was so focused on just trying to get up and get back to school that I was just like, no, I don't need therapy. I just need to, to get up out of here so I can go on back to life and do whatever I need to do. But it was just, it was, therapy was hard. Like physical therapy was so hard and it was such a mental it was mentally, it was a mental tough experience too mm-hmm. because it's like you knew how to do these things before you came in here. Right. And now you'd have no way of <laughs> trying to figure out how you do have this stuff. And I remember writing my name for the first time. Yeah. After I still have, it. Yeah. I still have all of oh, this stuff. Oh, I didn't stuff. know you still had that. I still have all of this stuff. I have, I still have the pictures, you know, that we put up. 
um, of you and your sorority sisters. And oh, y'all, my room was the I best mean, room in we, the hospital. <laughs> I still, I still have this. I still have the writings that you first started. I still have the communication with me and you. You know, blinking. I still have all of that. I, I still have all that stuff in a in Shemaya's room. That is crazy. I. I would, I want people to know, like, I know other people who have gone through similar experiences in, as, as mine. Some as, some even as worse. Is that, I said that correctly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Some even as worse as mine. Yeah. On the same magnitude. And it is a, it's hard to pick yourself up mentally from that once you already had to pick yourself up physically. And I tell people all the time, that's part of the reason why I retired from marching band. Don't ask me about it no more. Um, <laughs> I am done with band and it's because my body doesn't do the same things it, it used to do. Mm -hmm. And I tell people all the time, I don't function at the same capacity, which I wasn't supposed to, yeah. but that's still hard to look back at being able to march for miles and do field shows that are 20 something minutes long and to be able to have all of this stamina and energy. And I can barely do that anymore. Yeah. And it's been taken away from you. And it was taken away from me. Like going back to school after therapy, which I went to school way too, I went back to school way too early after all that. I should have taking another year off before getting back into the fray. But being at school and realizing like I was I wasn't able to march no more. I couldn't remember how to play my horn when I got back to school. Like it was so many things that it just made it different being at school. But I just needed to get it done so I could get my degree and go. Yeah. But going back to school was not the same. Yeah. It, it was not, it wasn't the same. And I definitely went too premature. I, sh I should have stayed a little at home a little longer. Just yeah. a little bit. Just change. Well, time. I tried to get you to stay home, but of course, you know, it didn't I had to happen. get my degree so I could get out of there. And that's all she kept saying. And that's all she kept telling to the doctors. And she kept. My goal was to get out of the hospital by like, January. I got things I got to do. <laughs> I need to, so I mean, to get I, back to school hey, by January. wrap this up, you know, and that, what whatever we had to do. That was yeah, my thing. Because when she got down on 8D, um, on 8, um, physical therapy. Oh, six. Six, I'm sorry. On um, six, it went by so fast. She was doing therapy. Therapy came to her room. Um, I started off yeah. in my room. Well, it started. Your therapy started in eight, and then when you got moved down to six, yeah, they were coming saying. Monday through Friday, and she was having two sessions a day. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. and then over the weekend, it was a skeleton crew over the weekend, but she went down on the weekends, um, Saturday and Sunday. Um, whenever I could get whenever therapy, she I was could on. get therapy. She was there, and. There was a couple of times because even at the same time she was still taking uh, taking chemo, she would still I, feel ill, but she would still do therapy because she I think was I like, only I missed therapy go. that last chemo session. That was a bad chemo session. You know, she was like, "I gotta go. I have to get up out I of here." Get out so of here. she was determined to do her therapy and what needed to be done so that she can get out the hospital and get back to school. Um, she had went so far as, like I uh, said on the other recording, Tamika started calling the school 
Okay. Like in September. Like, hey. It was like, okay, I'm coming out of the hospital. <laughs> I'm gonna need a handicapped room. I you know I can't have nothing with scares. I need this, that, and the I was other. trying to set it up. And they had did it. They, yeah, the school they, was the very school accommodating. Was, they they did. I ended up not and, needing it. Well, yeah, and but, you did, but they, they accommodated her. They were ready. You know, and so she kept saying, yeah, I'm going back to school in January. Now, mind you, she got out in November. <laughs> Just saying. On a walker. Like, barely, on a walker. Barely, barely walking. Her. <laughs> yeah. But she was going to school in January when I everybody sure else went back off of winter break. I sure was. I sure was. Didn't happen, but that's what I... It didn't happen at all. She went back mind. that fall. And like I, I told her, you need to wait. <laughs> but, you know, she did it. She accomplished what she set out to do. And she spent her birthday in the hospital. And they was like, you know what? There's not Man, much more that go, we We were supposed do. to go to Vegas, too. Yeah. But it's okay. You know, uh, she was like, there's not much more we can do, so... We're going to release you because she was doing everything. Um, well, I made it very you. clear to my physical therapist and, and occupational therapist that I was not going home on assistance. Yeah, you did. They weren't coming to handicap my home. They weren't coming putting in our ramps. Like, we weren't doing that. Yeah. We walked in. We was walking out. Now, they could put me on the little cane. They could put me on the little walker. But I was not leaving up out of there in a wheelchair. Now, that wasn't happening. And, and that was their goal. Their goal was like, okay, well... If you don't want that to happen, then, then we, you got to put in the work. You got to put in the work. Yeah, you got to put in the work. And we all understood that. And yeah. I think that's when we really <laughs> kicked it into gear. And they because really... I came home, I I left, and she was up and functioning, and she, I was she was okay for me to leave. To that was leave the, the only time you left for. Well, I mean, you didn't. Never, you never couple. stayed overnight. Mm, yes, I did. Mm. I stayed home when Marvio came home. Oh yes, when Marvio came up. I went home. That's right. So there was always somebody at the hospital with you. Yeah. I did not leave you home at the hospital, even though people were telling me I needed to go home, but I wasn't going home. <laughs> um, the only time I would go home and sleep home is when Mario came up and he was up for a week. And when he did it, I went home and let them have their time. And then when he left, I went back. Um, but they actually, because I didn't have a car because... I left my car at the hospital. At the hospital. The, the, sec, the, the, the first, first hospital. hospital. <laughs> so my my car was at the hospital for eight months. And I was like, Part. Lord, I hope it's <laughs> Part. But it did. It started. Um, but they brought me home. They had to assess my house um, and was like, yeah, we need a ramp here. We need a ramp there. Um, we need to put some... Uh, yeah, they weren't the, doing the that. Rat, the 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 poles, no, you know, the handicapped no, grips and no, stuff no. in the bathroom. No. Um. Mm-mm. And so we're like, well, okay, that sounds like money, which I ain't got. So, you know, if y'all, have I just felt like money. that was unnecessary. <laughs> and then I felt it was unnecessary as I was telling them that it was unnecessary. I was still like not walking or doing anything. And I was like, no, y'all not doing that to my house. And they just kept saying, but we don't know what state you're going to be in when you leave here. Exactly. And, and I, I was like, I'm going to be walking myself. out. <laughs> I know, but I had to prepare myself to be like, okay, she might come home in a wheelchair. She might not be mm-hmm. 100% like she was before. The moment you I know. knew we couldn't go home in the hospital, and this is a funny story. We just incorporated our four funny stories instead of doing it how we did the last time. 
the funny story was when we went to the movies. Yeah. And got stuck. Oh, okay. So the hospital therapy, um, they did all means. And so they always wanted to go to the movies. Tamika wanted to go to the movies. And they were like, well, yeah, we can plan an outing, you know, for you to go. Full wheelchair. Electric wheelchair. We didn't do no pushing. They got her electric I don't think program. I was, I don't think, oh, I wasn't capable of standing up. Like we were transferring to use the yes. bathroom. You were, yeah, we were still transferring, but you were, you couldn't stand up for a long period of time. So it was one of those like pick you up. Put me down. Put you down. Pick Pick me up. up, Put me down. down. (laughs) So we went to the movies and (laughs) we ain't going to talk about the prices. Anywho. Cindy is going to have it. She is going to laugh when she hears this. I know, right? (laughs) So we go to the movies and Tamika, you know, we have to take her to the restroom and we go. Now, mind you. We were pretending. You never think about things like this until you're in this predicament. predicament yeah we were they pretending the, that we were alone by ourselves as if it was just her and i out and about yes to prepare us if i were to go if home with a wheelchair happen. right just to set the scene so you go to the restroom the handicap stalls are all, all the way, way at, the end. at the end okay they're not big enough to put a wheelchair in well, the the space to even get there was it's not the, big it was this, it was the same width as my wheelchair. Yeah. Like it was crazy. So here you are, <laughs> well in this wheelchair, and you're looking, and you're like, we can't even put this wheelchair all the way in here. No. So how is this handicap? The door was open. My underwear is on the floor. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Yeah. No, so but like we're here, and we're trying to transfer her to go from the wheelchair to the to the toilet. And back. But we're in here in this bathroom and we're fussing because we're like, how is this handicap accessible? It wasn't. It it's wasn't. not it for wasn't. someone in a wheelchair. It wasn't. We we were in that bathroom for 20, no, maybe 10 minutes 10 before minutes. Cindy came and was like, y'all all right in here? I'm like, Cindy, we're fine. But look at this restroom. She fussed them out. She I mean, we all knew it wasn't their fault, but she was just making a point that this just got to They got to do better. You have to do better. Restructuring these things. Yes. They these have to dolls for people in a wheelchair. You yes. need to be able to wheel it in. And I think, in. did she get like the owners or the people's number? I don't remember, but I know it wasn't a happy camp. They weren't she happy. Was she, she was not happy. She wasn't. She was not happy. When she got. When she but got it's there. moments like that when I say like it wasn't all a bad experience. But how it could still mess you up in the head, though, because people, you know, would just be we like, I just can't believe Yeah, we like just that. don't. But it wasn't all a bad experience because we was li- we were sitting in that stall laughing at each other like, somebody going to come help us out any day now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> any yeah. day now. Any day. Cause but we, I got it. We got it. We got it. But it was, it. it's a new we experience for everybody. But, you know, it's times like those where looking back on it and looking at the journey, I definitely should have been talking to somebody during all that because there were moments. And being like 24, 25, just thinking about somebody who's permanently in that position, I can't imagine. Because it's a struggle. It's a struggle. It is. And if anybody don't know, you need to have, try it. Try it with someone. Have somebody. Yeah, see how hard it is. See how hard it is to 
you know, be that person's backbone that can't do anything. anything. Like anything. nothing. And Tamika's experience was my first. And then I went from her to my parents. Which I helped her take care of my grandparents because yeah. we had went through it with me. So I already knew the so ropes. So we knew what to do. What to do. But the whole time that Tamika was in the hospital, they just kept saying, you sure you don't want a job? <laughs> you do it so You were well. a really great caregiver. You really could have been a nurse. Like, my mom was legit the best. <laughs> like, she was like, I don't care nothing about them cloths y'all got to wipe her down. I, I need, need a, a basin, a towel, some soap. Uh, give me some more of them, them big towels because I'm going to give her a full bath and y'all going to come change her, her sheets. Like, she was like, I no. Give her a bath. They're sitting here sponge bathing her. Like, But that's girl, what they have to do. I understand you know? that. And of course, they don't have nobody there that's like me because technically, I shouldn't have been there, but I told them I wasn't leaving. So, no. either you I had... give a, a, a cot <laughs> Or I'm sleeping out here in the waiting room. But trust and believe, I was not leaving. She I was not leaving. Home. I wasn't going home. And that's how we ended up with the big room outside of everybody coming and visiting. But even when she was in the smaller room, I was right by her side. Even when she went to therapy. Oh, yeah. My sick, mom was down to therapy and everything. Leaving. She was, was there for leaving. Like, my mom was there for everything. Everything. Day one. Everything. I was not leaving. I'm sorry. I'm 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 not leaving. She got I, the back problems to prove it. Hello. And <laughs> I'm suffering with it every, every day. day. Still, still, still to this day. day my back is day. not right. And they gave me a massage while I was up there for Mother's Day. I remember you telling me that they did something special they for me. They did you. something special for me for Mother's Day because Mother's Day is in May, right? Yeah. Yeah. We Look, were there. April, yeah. May, we were yeah. there. They ended up getting me a gift certificate to a masseuse mm -hmm. and um i think one of my friends got you something too somebody i don't can't remember but mm. i was there but i was there from day one i had told tamika we walked in together and we're walking, walking out, out together that was it and that's how it is but sometimes it's hard for you to leave care to other people mm -hmm. um and i wasn't having it i'm not saying that you know everybody was bad um but Tamika had great nurses. The host, mom. No, I had a couple of them. I had to let go. We I did. I had a couple we doctors. Did. I had to let go too. We did. I had a couple doctors yeah. and nurses. I had to let go. But it was just the vibe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't no offense to them or their job. It was just that the care. Yeah, I just I wasn't feeling it. it. Was, it was I wasn't. Scary. I was just like, yeah, I don't really care for that lady. Is there any way I can give me like a different nurse or something? Like it was no offense. It was just. Yeah, because there was times that Tamika was up and the nurse would come in and this was at the time where Tamika wasn't speaking so she had the little blow thingy and the nurse wasn't paying attention to her and Tamika's trying to get her attention and the nurse is just coming in doing what she got to do. So then, Very robotic. She was very robotic. Yeah. And that's when I knew, no, nah, girl, you ain't for me. I so need somebody else. So then that was the day when I woke, you know, I got up and I looked at her and Tamika looks at me like, wasn't speaking. I literally, you know, when they say you get them that look, I gave my mama that look like, girl, she so, got to go. She got to go. <laughs> and so when I found out it was the problem, I said, oh, I said, I. And so this time 
Tamika had signs all over her room. They was like, look, if she's giving you this look, this that what means this, mean. this is what this means. <laughs> if she's doing this, that means this is this. Please make sure you check with her that, you know, just, and there's no way that you should have had signs like that. We had literally, the nurses literally put signs up. I had a her sign. Good nurses, I had, her good nurses. Yeah, I had a sign on my door at six because the guy who delivered the trays oh, in the morning for, breakfast, for yeah. breakfast would come in like, and I know, I know he meant no harm. I do. I do. And I, I feel bad just thinking about it. <laughs> but he would come in my room like, morning, here's your tray. And I was like, first of all, you need to bring it down. It's way too loud. for. It's too early for you to be that, that yeah. loud. And also that chipper. Um, Just set my tray down and you can go. I don't mean nothing else. But he would... I wasn't up yet was the problem. Like I, the trays got delivered so early and with chemo and everything else I was going in, going through sleep didn't come easy for me. It didn't. They used to have to give me sleep medication and all kind of stuff just to get me to go to bed because mm -hmm. I couldn't sleep. So you coming in at seven o'clock in the morning with my tray being that loud. I was just like, sir, just leave it at the nurse's station and my mama will come get it because I cannot take the noise in the yeah. morning. And I'm sorry, but I needed it for my healing. I needed it. Yeah. So there was I times on our healing. door, you know, knock. Please knock you before you come in. Leave her tray at the door. Yes. In the morning, there were signs all above her bed. Um, like I said, saying if she's looking at you like this, that means she needs this. Um check with her before check with my it was just it was just and i had been through a lot yeah, and, and, and being comfortable just was just it was hard yeah and some of the nurses just didn't pay didn't pay attention and so of course me being her advocate yes speaking for her i had to tell them like look she don't like that she don't like that don't do that period you know, I, I just had, I had, I had to be her voice because she didn't have a voice mm -hmm. and you weren't going to come in here and just flip her <laughs> and not, you know what I'm saying? I was just like, no, okay, no. So I went to the nurse's desk and I went to the nurse's manager and said, Hey, I need this lady off her case. She got to go. She got to go. Because you're not just gonna come in here and flip her and not say, "Are you comfortable?" Are was, you it was, no, I was, it was you're a not hard, do that. I'm and I apologize now because it was just a hard time to go through. I mentally wasn't in the right frame of mind sometimes, and I just wanted to be comfortable. And I just was trying to get through it so I can get out of there. Um, but Jesus, we already got to the part of the show we added our funny moments and that's exactly what i wanted this show to be about was just just us having open dialogue and conversations about how we felt and what was going on at that time and then that was the whole backstory of how i i don't want to say how i ended up with ptsd because i make it sound like it's something you just get but it is definitely the start to like my PTSD, some of my anxiety, um, why it was hard for me to sleep and still kind of is now as an adult, kind of hard to sleep. But all that healing process took a very long time and it was a very scary journey to be on, um, which I'm still on the fence about writing a book and giving all the actual detail, detail stuff. But at the same time, we want to freak nobody out, you know? But I am also the person that went through it. So <laughs> if anybody should be 
freaked out. It should be me because I'm recounting all these stories. But it was a rough time. And that was, I think, the first notion that I can think back of now and think like, yeah, girl, you should have went to therapy. Because that was a lot. And it was scary. And you thought you was a G and could handle it. And then we couldn't. And that's when stuff started mentally. I started flying off the, the rails after getting out of the hospital is when I realized mentally I wasn't okay from that whole experience. But I still didn't go to therapy. I didn't. And we will talk about that um, with my next guests that are going to be on the show. I told my mom I got some other people to be on my show that she's actually excited that they said, yeah, so she can't wait to hear the next episodes about what we're going to talk about. I got a few medical professionals that were on the team with me that are going to be on my next couple episodes I can't promise it's going to be on the next episode or not because people have lives um but I will promise that they will be a guest on the show I've already confirmed it and I cannot wait to interview her um as well as a lot more people that have also told me yes so the next episode is going to be picking up on um how post-hospital life went and that's just going to be me um, by myself talking y'all about personal stuff with college and how that went and getting back in the fray and friends being weird <clears throat> and mm. all that good stuff so yes I'm excited this show was long but I didn't mean for it to end up being this long but it was good um mom I hope you enjoyed yourself I did and talking to the people because I the did. people always be wanting to hear from you yeah um the mom of many, which mm -hmm. is her new nickname. I'm going to get you a shirt that says that. The mom of many? Mm-hmm. I like that. That's the mom cool. of I'll many. The mom of many. But I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Be on the lookout for more episodes coming every Thursday, available on Apple Podcasts and available on YouTube to start. It is a process getting them on other platforms. So please bear with me if you listen on any other platforms. But right now, you should definitely be able to use uh, YouTube for listening for both Android and Apple and whatever other devices y'all listen to. So I can't wait for y'all to come back to, but here we are and hear more crazy, funny, scary stories. So we'll see y'all later. Y'all have a good night and bye. Bye. I keep forgetting you.